0: Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in Hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers. (sighs) 785-833. Welcome to episode 282 of the BobbyCast. We will talk to Walker Hayes. We'll talk to Kaylee Shore. Uh, Eddie and I will talk about the horrible original names of your favorite bands, or bands at least that you know of. And Eddie interviews, if you're a classic rock fan, John Dinsmore from The Doors. Which never had anybody step in and just do an interview, but Eddie wanted to do it. And I was like, great, man, have at it. So, uh, pretty cool there. I will start with this. I was reading, it came out yesterday, that... Dolly Parton asked them to stop trying to push that bill to get a statue of her up. I'll read you her message. Dolly said, I want to thank the Tennessee legislature for their consideration of a bill to erect a statue of me on the Capitol grounds. I'm honored and humbled by their intention, but I've asked the leaders of the state legislature to stop and remove the bill from any consideration. Given all that's going on in the world, I don't think putting me on a pedestal is appropriate at this time. I hope, though, that somewhere down the road, several years from now or perhaps after I'm gone, if you still feel I deserve it, then i'm certain i will stand proud in our great state capital as a grateful tennessean in the meantime i'll continue to try to do as good as i can and make the state proud dolly parton that's why we should put it up right now she just furthered why we should put it up right now and they won't good for her dolly's awesome she just continues to be awesome just when you think dolly can't be any more awesome she's even more awesome so we'll start with that uh i do want to do some new music out this week like we always do let's do smithfield at number five they have a new song out called sunday best
1: Oh God,
0: At number four, Lainey Wilson has a new album out called Sayin' What I'm Thinkin'. It features her song, Neon Diamonds. And here is the title track from that record called Saying What I'm Thinking I've been driving I've been crying but
1: I swear I ain't been drinking Even I can't believe I'm saying what I'm thinking
0: At number three Walker Hayes who we'll talk to in just a minute he has a new song out called I Hope You Miss Me and here's a clip of that
2: you're living out by the ocean that's where you always said you were going. LA, baby on sunset driving city of angels you should fit right in. you want the part?
0: baby go get love that guy love his style we'll talk to him coming up in a little bit at number 2 is Kaylee Shore now this song that I'm going to play you came out today it's a controversial song because she put it on TikTok and she was legitimately talking about a girl and she used her name the real girl's name as the title of the song and now she's put it as a real song because it's got millions and millions of views but here is her song called Amy so the whole song is about that girl Amy hooking up with her boyfriend right after they broke up and they were best friends I don't know there's a lot to it. Apparently she was friends with this Amy girl who's an artist in Nashville too. And they were good friends, and then as soon as her and her boyfriend broke up, because I think he was cheating on her, her him and Amy started hooking up. Anyway, regardless, it's a very honest song. <laughs> we'll talk to her about it coming up. Kaylee Shore and her song Amy. And finally at number one, Adam Hambrick has a new EP called The Flip Sides. Here is a new song from Adam called Broken Ladder. <laughs>
3: Trying to climb the heaven on, trying to climb the heaven on a
1: broken
3: ladder.
0: That's cool, man. There you go. Those are the five things musically that I'm looking forward to. Um, Music news this week. The ACMs are returning to Nashville for a second year. It could be confusing because every award show has different letters on it. CMAs, always in Nashville. CMT Awards, always in Nashville. So it may seem like that's a weird thing. But the ACMs are usually... And have been almost every year, except for Dallas, the 50th, uh, been in Las Vegas or way back in the day, California. Um, so the fact that Nashville is a story to the industry this year, and I was a part of that. I, I went to the Opry House and did my version of it, but they did Opry House, Bluebird and Ryman, and they're doing that again. Hopefully this year, there'll be able to be some people there, at least a little bit more. Uh, the 56th annual Academy of Country Music Awards are going on April 18th on CBS, Again, live performances from all three places, Grand Ole Opry House, the Ryman and Bluebird Cafe, the year's nominations, and ACM hosts will be announced at a later date. So there you go. Um, if you're wondering the difference between ACMs and CMAs, both country music organizations, but the ACM awards, it was a West Coast-based, the ACMs were a West Coast-based award chapter because California was huge in country music, and the CMAs were, were Nashville country-based. The ACM started a way to promote country music in the 13 Western United States, which, which means basically California, but here you go. Now it's very Nashville, too, because for the most part, country music is made in Nashville, right? So, boom. There you go. Uh, Kenny Chesney is mourning the loss of a friend killed in a helicopter crash. I saw his Instagram post, and I was like, dang, what happened with Kenny? Because he had pictures of him and someone in a helicopter, but... Uh, One of his good friends was killed in a helicopter crash in the Virgin Islands. In that post on Instagram, he says his friend Maria Rodriguez was killed with others in a crash in St. Thomas. Quote, she was a dear friend of mine and to our island community. Man, that sucks for Kenny. Miranda Lamberts announced she'll be performing three socially distanced shows at Billy Bob's in Texas. So, and they sold out quick. And now she's added two more. Yeah, people are craving live music for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, Keith Urban returns to The Voice Australia. He will return to the Australian voice of The Voice for season 10. He will coach alongside Rita Ora and Jessica Mileboy and Guy Sebastian. Fun fact he was the coach on the show's first season. So Keith Urban back on The Voice in Australia. And finally, this week, for non blondes, the What's Up music video passes 1 billion YouTube views. Crazy. Yeah, money. Making off that still. Wow. There you go. That's your music news. Coming up, man, a lot. We'll talk about the bands. You didn't know we're named this. Walker Hayes and Kaylee Shore and classic rock, the uh, old drummer of The Doors from back in the day. Eddie's doing that. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you don't mind, go over and rate this high. It would help us a lot, honestly. If you go and rate this high, write a nice comment, give us five stars. That would help us so much. You'd, like If you're like, I sure would like to give back today that'd be awesome. And subscribe too. Click that subscribe button so it pops into your feed. You don't even have to listen to every episode. Just subscribe. Maybe you see something that comes across and you're like, ah, that's it. If you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be awesome. Just hit it. Download it. We love you. That's all. Thank you. Continuing on now. So we'll talk about the original names of a lot of these bands and they do sound pretty terrible because it's not the names they went with. For example, not on the list, but you'll know this, being a big Pearl Jam fan. Oh, yeah. Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. And <laughs> that was their original name. Yeah. And why couldn't they use Mookie Blaylock? Uh, because it was already a name of a basketball player. Right. Yeah. He played for the Sonics? He played for a lot of okay. a couple teams. Okay. But, but yes, yeah, So, Mookie Blaylock... Mookie Blaylock! ...was who they were going to name their band after. <laughs> so but dumb. then there were merch issues mm-hmm. and rights issues. Yeah. So, they changed it to Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam's way better. Why? But, but again... If you would have said this, they were going to call themselves Pearl Jam. You'd be like, what a weird sure.
2: name. Yeah, I know. But I, And you you want to ask, like, why? There's really no definitive answer. Like, you from being, like, the big Pearl Jam fan that I am, I've researched it all. Like, why Pearl Jam? Eddie Vedder would make up stories, I think, and because he, he never confirmed any of them, but he said that his, he had a grandma named Pearl, and she would make this hallucinogenic jam. And that was the story he went with. I think the whole band was, like, roll their eyes and say, whatever, man. Like, I guess that's it.
0: It's almost like, the story about how Lunchbox got his name. <laughs> okay. Do you know the real story? I've, I know the story I've been told.
2: What's the story you know? He was stealing a lunchbox and his mom caught him.
0: And again, he changes that story all the time. Did you know there was a Lunchbox before Lunchbox? No. I hired another guy and called him Lunchbox. Oh. When I was doing nights. Really. Yes.
2: In Arkansas or in, in Austin? In Austin. Okay. When I was
0: doing nights there, and so I always wanted. I watched Jay and Silent Bob all the time. I loved all those movies. Mm-hmm. And he always called his guy, his his right hand guy, Lunchbox. And I was like, if I ever get somebody that's going to go out and do stuff, I'm going to call him Lunchbox. So I hired another Lunchbox. His name was Kyle. <laughs> Kyle was doing nights with me as my guy, stunt guy who would go out and do crazy stuff. And I was like, hey, man, I'm going to do mornings. And Kyle was in college still. I was 23, 22, maybe. And I was like, he's like, man, I can't do it. It's like I got to be in class every day. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Well, good luck. Because who knew what was going to happen, right, yeah. with that morning show? So I found Lunchbox. Uh, Current Lunchbox at a bar And I was like Hey you're just going to Take the name Lunchbox Because you're just going to Act like you're the same guy So Now did you tell him the story Or did he make up that story uh, He probably made that up Okay Because I was always just like You know I love Kevin Smith (laughs) And that's where the name Lunchbox came from (laughs) Huh But that's where it Legitimately came from And there was another Lunchbox briefly Before Lunchbox Does
2: Current Lunchbox
0: Know that there was a Yes A Lunchbox before Mm -hmm. Okay And then for years Kyle The OG Lunchbox Would be like I screwed up. I should have just stayed on the show. Yeah, especially now. Uh (laughs) So these are the band's original names. See if you can guess them. Okay. Right? The Sex Maggots. The Sex Pistols. No. And I'm going to give you a hint here. I'll give you some hints until you get it. Okay. It's a band that at first when they came out, I think they felt like they were real rock because they were. But now they're in that hot AC category. They had some massive hits. Not AC. And we don't think of them as like this real straight ahead rock and roll band, but I think they they were when they first came out. Okay. I'm
2: going to go with uh who's uh Trent Resnick? or is that Oh name? no, no. They're they're Goo Goo right. Dolls.
0: Wait. Trent Resnick is not. wait. No. Who is who is a you Johnny Reznick. <laughs> Johnny Resnick is goo-goo the Goo Goo Dolls. dolls. Trent Reznor is <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got a little bit of both yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Right.
0: No. <laughs> yes, the answer is Goo Goo Dolls. Goo-goo dolls. Woo! Yeah, Johnny Resnick. (laughs) Can you imagine if they were still called sex maggots? It just didn't fit, right? I think they were a a real rockin' band. I think I saw them six or seven times in my life.
2: Live, yeah. Are they good live? Yeah. I think I saw them like two years ago again. Is he as dreamy as people say he is? I
0: think he's had a lot of plastic surgery now. Oh. But he was a good-looking guy. Yeah. Next up, Naked Toddler.
2: Naked Toddler.
0: Has no relation to their current name. I just wonder if you knew it. Green Day. No. Now I'm going to give you a hint. Naked
2: Toddler? Oh! Nirvana?
0: Mm -mm. No, you mean from the album? Nevermind album? Yeah. Naked Toddler. Here's the first hint. I played ping pong against the lead singer of this band in probably 2003 or four, whenever they were massive. They're made fun of a lot now. Train? No, I don't make fun of Train. Train's (laughs)
2: awesome. Nickelback?
0: No, but in that vein. Creed. Yes. Naked toddler, They're better off calling themselves naked toddler. Was Cre- No way, I would feel bad. I'm like, I'm not having anything to do with a naked Who toddler. Who came up with that too? Like,
2: guys, look, I think a good name would be naked toddler. But what is Creed?
0: Well, it's just. Oh, naked toddler's terrible, by the way. Naked toddler's yeah. bad. The, I was uh, on the Peloton yesterday, <laughs> and they started to play. Maybe it was this one, as a as a cycling song. Oh
2: yeah,
0: a little slow, huh? Yeah. Oh. Like it's it started and it's like. And I'm just trying to stay hype on the bike, and it's like, well, I just heard. I'm like, what the?
2: <laughs> slow it down. And my
0: legs start. I can't. I can't help it, but slow them down.
2: So tell me about this the uh, ping pong. Like, what? How did that go down?
0: They were playing a show in Little Rock, and I was working for Q100 Radio, Pop Station, mm-hmm. and I had backstage passes, and I was like, holy crap! And the thing about backstage passes, they're kind of stupid because the band doesn't hang out backstage really. No, they really don't. They stay in their bus. Backstage pass may put you in like a a catering room mm-hmm. where you get some food, but that's about it. Yep. The real or unless you win like a meet and greet and they'll come backstage and it's an organized thing with the band. Sure. So I had backstage passes and I was just there's nobody back there. We were like there was like a tub of water, you know, and some peanuts. So I'm sitting back there and someone comes in and like, hey does anyone know how to play ping pong? And I didn't, but I knew how to play. I wasn't a player. And I was like, I mean I'll play. And they said, all right. Well, Scott Stapp loves to play every tour, and he can't find anybody to play with. And I was like, holy crap. So I played ping pong with Scott Stapp from Creed, and he beat me like 25 to 2. Was he really good? Yeah, I think he was getting irritated that I sucked so bad. And also, I was nervous. Of course. I was playing ping pong with Creed. Oh, my gosh. Okay, next up. Tony Flo and the miraculously majestic Masters of Mayhem. Okay, so Tony
2: Flo is probably, that's the hint. Who is Tony Flo? Flow, Who's like lead singer's name
0: Tony? Oh, great context clue. Who is Tony? Nice, you're right. Tone Loke? No, Tony. What are other names for Tony? Tony, An- Antonio. You're close. Anthony. Oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Anthony Kiedis. Wow! <laughs> great job. Thank you. I would have never put that together. Tony Flo. I've never heard of this. Huh? That was the Red Hot Chili Peppers name. No, no hints needed there. All right, how about this one? Bloodfart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who on earth named their band Bloodfart? Ooh, I mean, dude, where do I start? Uh, Green Day. I'm going to start all of them with Green Day. <laughs> okay, the hint
0: is when they first launched, they felt hardcore. Mm-hmm. We look back at them now and go, they're kind of a joke. I don't think, I loved them. Here we go. I loved them in college. Nickelback. No. I never loved Nickelback. Anytime I just always liked joke. them, but never hated them. I think a lot of people consider them a joke.
2: And they, they started out hard?
0: Yeah, I think they never stopped thinking they were hard. They have a bunch of hits. They did some stuff with like Method Man or Red Man for a while, too. At least a couple tracks. Huh.
2: I'm thinking of like. Um, it's
0: weird now because he's bald.
2: Sister Hazel?
0: Mm-mm, harder. Sister Live? Harder. No, harder. harder? It's kind of rap rock.
2: Oh, oh, I'm thinking of, um, 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 no, not Linkin Park, is it?
0: Close, you're getting there.
2: Yeah, 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 I feel like I'm around that genre. They back. were
0: kind of launched, they were kind of a derivative of another band. Stink? No, but you're in that right area. <laughs> Corn happened, and then they happened. Disturbed? Mm-mm. I'm not gonna know it. I, you are. I, as
2: soon as you say the name, I'm gonna be like, of course I know that band.
0: Now breathe in, now breathe out, hands up, now hands yeah, down.
2: Yeah, yeah, Iron Butterfly, Sugar,
0: Hugga. Nope, that's up. that's not it. <laughs> And Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit yeah! is right. There it is. <laughs> they were like that rap rock kind yes, of thing. Of
2: and was it Blood Farts? Ugh.
0: Ugh, is right. I mean, if you told me you were going to look on one of those monic and see tonight naked toddler and blood fart, I'd be like, what? What kind of show I'm is not this? And I'm going to arrest that, every though. person in that <laughs> in that place. i wanna- How about this, Alexis Texas?
2: Okay. So they got to be a band from Texas. Solo artist. Solo artist, Alexis Texas. Think
0: hmm. of the rhyming. Male or female? Female, and they kept the rhyming in their name, too. Dixie Chicks. Mm-mm. They didn't rhyme. Dixie Chicks is a rhyme. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> Alexis Texas. Uh, I need a hint.
0: Young, kid.
2: A Jonas Brothers. Close, you,
0: you're getting there. Think of another state.
2: Uh another state not Texas okay
0: because um. they Alexis Texas was the original name they were going to base it off her being from Texas but then they had to change oh, it because yeah, Alexis Texas was a porn star
2: oh Miley Cyrus
0: Hannah Montana nice yeah
4: you get the limo
3: front.
2: Alexis Texas would have worked
0: uh huh but again she's a porn star yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, Rat Salad
2: Ugh. Rat Salad
0: Metallica Van Halen
2: oh You know what? If they would have gone with Rat Salad, not that it's a great name, I don't think there'd be a a lot of fights within the band because Van Halen really started a lot of fights because the guitarist and the drummer are brothers named Van Halen. They always thought it was their band. So when the lead singer would come in, they'd be like, no, it's our band. "Uh Uh-uh, it's our band. It's named after us. Yeah. And they were Rat Salad, it'd be like, hey, it's our band. We're Rat Salad.
0: That would have been confusing, though, because Rat existed, too, the band. Oh, R-A-T-T. Yeah, Rat and Rat Salad. Yeah. Uh, How about Zero, but spelled X-E-R-O? Ever heard of that? Uh-uh. Linkin Park. There's a little Linkin Park for you, in case you don't know Linkin I don't know. Park. Guess I don't. Never heard of it. All right, never heard of them. Guess that clip's not loading. How about Rainbow Butt Monkeys? <laughs> you won't get this one. The band's too obscure. You'll <laughs> know the song Primus? when I play it. Now nah, Finger Eleven. Oh yeah. And they they kind of launched out with a hot AC hit. There, they had a... it was a rock song but slow. Do we have that clip, Ray?
3: If I trade it, it all, if
0: all,
2: if I save it, that's all they did.
0: They were again from a different band.
2: Oh, they were a super band, right? Or what do they call it?
0: It was the same lead singer from the band with the masks. Uh, Slipknot. Yeah, Finger Eleven is Slipknot.
2: Uh, they did Paralyzer.
0: Oh, they had a different song too. One? Yeah, good for you.
2: <laughs> I don't know. i just look them up.
0: <laughs> I believe that that they were Slipknot. Again, I'm just going from a heart here. Canadian rock band. Mike, let me know if that's even true. Or if there was a different band that was coming from Slipknot. Mike's looking it up for me now. Scroll down a little bit on this page. Members. Oh, Stone Sour f- oh, was from I remember Slipknot. Stone Sour. Dang, good job. Stone Sour had one of those songs, too, that were kind I of hot A, C, E, Rocky. Yeah.
2: I had my Johnny Resnick uh, slip. Now you have your uh, Slipknot slip.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dang, stone sour. All right, next up, let's see. i will kind of roll through some of these. Village Idiot. Mm-mm. Nickelback.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when
0: okay, here we go. I need you to really think about this Come one. On. Sweet Children.
2: Oh, nice. Guns
0: N' Roses. Green Day.
2: <laughs> the one time I don't guess Green Day. Right
0: How about Girls Time? Girls spelled T-Y-M-E.
2: Yeah, Motley Crue.
0: Destiny Child.
2: Dang.
0: How about the young Aborigines? Uh, that would be Jonas Brothers. No, there are three of them. No, yeah, roughly, depending on what's what era. But yes, we'll say oh, three yeah. of them, just like Jonas Brothers.
2: Uh-huh like Jonas Brothers are they a boy band
0: no Well, some would have said back in the day they were a boy really? band they're way before Jonas Brothers okay so we're talking about 20 years before Jonas Brothers we're
2: doing like uh, maybe hip hop right maybe like uh, N.W.A.
0: no um, New York New York oh Millie Vanilli no <laughs> Hi- Jay-Z hip hop hip hop but different when they came out my mind was blown they have one of my favorite albums. If I were to put in five albums out to pick to for my whole what? life, it'd be one of these albums.
1: What
2: are you talking about? Hip-hop, one of your top five favorite albums. Of all time. Tag Team, Back Again. God, are you kidding me? No, that wouldn't be one of your top Think five. about it.
0: There's three of them. Mm.
2: Three of them. You already said Destiny's Child, and I know that's one of your One of them's five.
0: name was Mike.
2: Mike. Oh, Beastie Boys, <laughs> hit it! You gotta fight! <laughs> The
0: name? The young Aborigines. Yeah, I've been funny. Yeah, right. I've been funny. Same thing. The funny part about this song—they were just making fun of these guys—and it turned into kind of an anthem. And then they started <laughs> just going, Yeah, all right? Well, if you guys think it's real, we do too." I love that. And then finally, the T-Set. You won't get this, but I'll give you some hints. The T-Set. Okay. What band was the T-Set?
2: T-Set. So it's probably British. Oasis.
0: Oh, great. Context clue there. Not Oasis, but you're on the right track. Uh, same timeline. Older.
2: Older, yeah. the Beatles.
0: Uh, later,
2: the Rolling Stones.
0: Okay, go late. <laughs> the Rolling Stones were so they had such a lo- large area, lo- you know, of space because uh-huh. you know, basically 60, 50, 60s on to now. I would say this is seventies. They were formed in the sixties, but they're mostly known for seventies, late sixties. If you want to get high and listen to Pink Floyd, correct, nice, yeah. All in all, you're just- Dark Side of the Moon, 1973. Awesome. Wish You Were Here, 1975. Awesome. The Wall, 1979. Are you a fan? Nah, I, I wouldn't say fan. I'll, I can listen to some of Pink Floyd. I love it. You do?
2: Oh, I love Pink Floyd. You ever watched the, the movie The Wall? mm Have you ever done the Dark Side of the Moon with The Wizard of Oz? No. It works. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, it's legit. One of these days, I'm going to come over here to your house, and we're going to do it together. I'm not going to unlock the we're door. Gonna we're going to drop acid. We're going to
0: Just joking. <laughs> Uh, coming up, oh yeah, Eddie interviews John Densmore from The Doors, yes, speaking of 70s. Speaking of, I haven't heard this yet.
2: It's really cool. I'll
0: listen to it whenever I listen to this whole podcast. Yeah,
2: it's cool. We talked a lot. We talked a little bit about Jim, which is weird. I'm like, I, I don't know how to, talk. I know he's probably used to it, but I mean, Jim's dead. He He's his bandmate. So I'm like, how do I really bring this up? But we talked about Jim a little bit. We talked about Eddie Vedder being a cool Jim Morrison, because they played together as kind of a fill-in.
0: Hold on a second. Yeah? I didn't know that, but. Let me, for those that don't know the doors, 70s band. Come on, 60s, baby. Late 60s. Okay. Same, only same a band, time period. Only a
2: band for five or six years. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Come on, baby. Light my Come fire. fire. Come on. Or, um, let's ri- see how many you can do. Riders on the Storm.
2: Down, down, down,
0: down.
2: Um, let's see. Come on. You got another big one. that,
0: that Roadhouse I may, I Blues? Mean. Sure, that's a
2: good one. Well, I woke up this morning yeah. and I got myself it's a beer. beer. Yeah. Okay, okay what, what else?
0: Riders on the Storm, Roadhouse Blues.
2: You're missing a big one.
0: Hello, I Love You? Okay, that's a good one, too. Sing it. Hello, I, I, I'm trying to think of the other one.
2: What's the other one? A big one, huh? Yeah, when something is not... Oh, break on through yeah. to the
0: other side. Break, break on through. through to the That's other it. That's side. tough. I, da, da, da. Yeah, so those are all door songs. Uh, the lead singer's dead. You ask him about him. Yes, we do talk about Jim a little bit. And
2: Eddie Vedder filled in for him. So when they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they played, uh, and Eddie Vedder filled in for Jim, and it was really good. I mean, I'm again Pearl Jam fan, so I loved it. He said absolutely, like it was awesome to have Eddie up there. A lot of resemblance to Jim for sure. He said that. If you had to pick one person that's filled in in that spot, it would be Eddie Vedder. He was the best
0: one. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Break on through to the other side. We talk about
2: drugs. Yeah. Just kind of like, you know,
0: could they function back in the day? Like. Which, I've, no one's ever come on and done an interview that's not me. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you doing this. I yeah, of course. Did you have fun doing it? I had a blast. And I was the
2: last one in the day to talk to him. I guess it's kind of like a tour or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I had kind of a limited time. How long did you three go? Three hours. You went three hours? No, Bones. <laughs> no, it was about 20
0: minutes. Really? Yeah, pretty good, though. All right, that's coming up in a little bit here. Thank you guys for hanging out. In every pair of Tecova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first-wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Takova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Dakova store where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com And don't go gently, y'all. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. On with us right now, Walker Hayes. Walker, how are you? What's up, man?
3: What are you doing? You at home? I'm sitting at home responding to some emails, man. That's what I do these days. How, what, what are you doing?
0: I'm sitting at home in the snow and ice, looking out the window, wondering if I'll ever get out of this place.
3: Have you gone sledding yet?
0: No, we haven't gone sledding because we don't have anywhere around here to sled, and we don't have any sleds, so I guess no. Where, do you, where are you sledding? Is there like a hill near your house? Because we have nothing.
3: Yeah, across our street we have a little hill that goes down to a ravine, man. And so all my kids are taking the skateboard wheels off of their skateboards and they just it's like they just snowboard down it every day now.
0: How many of your kids and I I watch your videos on Instagram and TikTok. How many of your kids want to be performers?
3: None of them. <laughs> None of them, man. I mean, they they see it as a, as an occupation, and, and what takes me away from them. So, I mean, they enjoy music and stuff, but none of them are just chopping at the bit to perform. I, now, I take it back. I have a my daughter Loxley. She she is a performer, and uh, she she loves the camera. When it comes on, she lights up.
0: Does she want to do that for her career, like for her her livelihood? I mean
3: she's seven so whatever she says I'm kind of like ah, it'll be different next week but I mean she loves to steal my phone and like do her own YouTube channel where she just chats and picks up things in her room and talks about them and stuff like that. So I mean it's looking like she would naturally fall into a job like that but we'll see man.
0: When you were seven, eight, nine years old did you want to be in country music, in music? What was the deal?
3: No, man. I wanted I wanted to play pro basketball, and I believed wholeheartedly that's
0: that's where I was going to go.
3: And um, honestly, man, when I was that age, I wasn't thinking about the future. Were you? Were you like, hey, I'm going to have a radio show when you were a kid? I know I've read some yeah. books, but I can't remember.
0: Yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew it from five years old. So, so but
3: five I, years old, you were like, I'm going to do the radio thing?
0: Yeah. I, I was always confused at how people didn't know what they wanted to be their whole life i was in second grade and i was like i know exactly what i'm going to do i know how i'm going to get there <laughs> and i was always like how do you guys not know what you want to do so yeah i've never had well, i my grandma kept a thing from me when i was five years old i said what do you want to be when you grow up and i said i wanted to be on the radio on tv and a stand-up comedian and so wow there you go I've just, I just always knew. So um dude, that's anyway.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I was one of those kids you made fun of. I hadn't dude, I had no clue, man.
0: No clue. How good of a basketball player though were you when you were a kid?
3: Uh, I mean I was good in high school and I'm not I'm just being completely honest. I was I was good for Mobile and then um went to Birmingham Southern and realized everybody was really, really great. So that's so what, you that's played- where it ended, man.
0: You play college basketball, at Birmingham Southern. You tried to? No, I, I tried
3: to. I was kind of a walk, a walk on ish situation, and um, it just wasn't going to happen. I wasn't I wasn't good enough. What I wasn't class? Going for
0: what class? School was your high school?
3: Uh, I think we were four, three, or four A when I graduated. So you know, being good in three A doesn't really translate to NBA later in life.
0: <laughs> Most points you ever put up in a game?
3: Oh, I have no idea.
0: I'm in the 20s.
3: I don't I don't even think I ever hit the
0: 30s. All right.
3: Uh, well, we actually have you to talk, man.
0: Not to talk about your sports background, but actually to talk about uh, you have a new song out today called I Hope You Miss Me. I'm going to play a clip of it here real quick. Here you go. I hope
3: you're living out by the ocean. That's where you always said you were going. L.A.,
2: baby, on a sunset. Driving, City of Angels. You should fit
0: right in. You want the part, baby, go get it. So tell me about this one. What, what, did you write this about your kids or what?
3: You know it, baby. I'm always writing. Every every kid has to have a song. But back back on the subject of Locksley, her initials are L-A-H. It stands for Locksley Azalea Hayes. And, um, man, she's just a free spirit. And I know... She wasn't born to stick around. I mean, she's going to go do great things. And who knows, maybe that's performing, but she enjoys the limelight. And um, that's where the inspiration from this song really came from, was just that bittersweet, you know, loving somebody, knowing they're going to fly away from the nest and being sad about it.
0: Is this part of a new album you're working on?
3: Uh, Could be. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see it's part of a um i would say it's an ep situation right now it's the first of a few that'll be coming out that we've uh recently finished now i've got a song called briefcase about my dad and then a song called cry in the can so but yeah i'm really proud of this one shane mckinnelly and i started this a year ago so it's nice to see this one be released
0: you know, when I ask an album question, I actually mean. Now I'm just thinking about what I meant by album. I actually mean any body of work. Period. Even an EP would count because I'm not a guy who thinks right. artists should put out 15 song records anymore. Because I think a lot of them get passed over because people have no that they don't you know have the patience to sit and listen to all the songs. So let me re ask that question. Are you going to put out a collection of a few songs anytime soon?
3: <laughs> yes, yes, I will. I will put out a collection of songs. How many songs will be on that collection uh, has not been determined yet. But, um, man, we, we have some good music that we wrote in the past year, and uh, I'm excited to just release music again, man.
0: I see you charge 70 bucks on Cameo, but I see you play guitar in each of your videos. Now, do you, you take requests? How does the Cameo thing work for you?
3: I am obsessed with Cameo. Do you do this? No. Oh, my gosh. You you would bank, Bobby. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> man, I, uh, I love Cameos. I take requests, and I always sing a song for my people. And um, I absolutely love it, man. I mean, I truly love uh, being able to just make personal messages and sing songs to people uh, through Cameo.
0: It's amazing. I love it. How many requests do you get a day? Do you on average?
3: Uh, I mean, I'd say I do at least three or four a day. But I mean, you know, when, when holidays come up, it's go to work time, baby. I'm talking, you, you know Valentine's. Everybody wants don't let her. Damn. Um, I mean, it's dude, it's it's fun. I mean, don't start doing the math and letting everybody know what kind of bank, what kind of cash flow I've got.
0: I was I was doing the math right then, to be honest with you. I was doing okay. <laughs> yeah, three, let dude. me tell you
3: something, man. Cameo is a good it's a good uh hourly rate when you when you um uh, when you narrow it down. But dude, like I said, it's a it's a really, really great opportunity, especially now being cooped up. I mean, I don't get to play shows, so you know, it's nice to know that people out there want to hear songs and they, they have they always have requests. I love that.
0: This new beard look you're rocking, solid look. <laughs> Do you yeah.
3: really like it? Okay.
0: Yeah, I do. I was last night I was looking at your Instagram and I was like, What about Walker is it that I'm extremely attracted to right now? And so I zoomed in and it was your beard. <laughs> is this a is, you gonna well, hold with this or is this a new is this something just for a phase? Uh
3: man, it's a culmination of a lot of things. Um my dad's not doing so well and I've been going down to mobile and helping take care of him. And um, you know, it's like one of those things. I just woke up and didn't say for a while. And a, we you know when a couple people give you affirmation about something, you're like, well, I'm gonna hang on to this, you know. And um, and then I, and then when I when I would visit my dad, I would joke and be like, gosh, ah, I want to be like you, pop. And um, so yeah, man, I'm gonna hang on to it for a while. It's not getting annoying now. I am learning that beards are not low maintenance by any means. I mean, I thought they I thought they were but they're more they're more maintenance than shaving
0: um, yeah.
3: you gotta condition oil shrimp all this stuff so
0: well let me we'll wrap on there. this you did a verse on Nikita Carmen's song then some which I believe you you produced it as well what's that uh-huh. yeah right like I mean that what what is she like as an artist to produce uh, to, to hop on a song with like why'd you do that
3: Come on, why'd I do that, Bobby? You're the you're the reason I know Nikita Carmen is. But that's um, not you know, why. But you
0: listen, you know a lot of folks. We know a lot of folks together. But I'm saying, like, why her? Dude, I just
3: fell in love with Nikita. I mean, I, I think I, I'm I, no joke. I you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I remember telling you backstage one day, let's let's go in together, make a label, and just put her on it because that's how much I believed. Nikita Carmen, but I just think she's a fascinating individual. I think she's one of the best songwriters I've sat in a room with. Every single title she sends me is one of those situations where I say I try to guess what the song's gonna be about and I'm always wrong and it's always better than I could have imagined writing it. And she sings so pure. Uh, everything on that record. I don't I don't have autotune, I don't know how to fit someone so if I'm gonna produce someone they have to be able to sing um, really well and she's just so talented she's so pleasant to work with Her her work ethic is incredible and um, yeah dude then some is a jam but really dude every song on the garden Nikia Carmen the garden y'all go check it out holy smokes It'll, it'll blow your mind every song I can't pick a favorite
0: there you go Walker Hayes follow him at Walker Hayes Get you a cameo or nine. He's over here rolling in the box nine. nine. Yeah, and uh, check check out. I hope you miss me. Hey, Walker, good to talk to you, bud. And hopefully, I'll see you soon. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, there he is, Walker Hayes, everybody. On right now is Kaylee Shore. Kaylee, how are you?
4: Good. How are you?
0: Pretty good. You know, we spent, I guess, a couple of shows ago, the podcast and the radio show, talking about this new song that you put out today called Amy. We also went down the rabbit hole trying to figure out who it was. All of this. but And we'll get to that in a second. But i got to say, I believe you called it the meanest song you've ever written. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So I just want to get in your head also a little bit. the
4: meanest thing someone's ever done to me, I think. So, you know.
0: So start there. What exactly happened to you?
4: Um, so I actually started the song two and a half years ago when this happened. And I'd had the idea for the chorus for a really long time. But every time I tried to write it, I just couldn't get there because I was so upset. But basically, I had this friend for a couple years. We, you know, did so much stuff together. I helped her out with her career. She, you know, asked to borrow my guitar and all my clothes and whatever. And I thought we were really great friends. So when I go through this terribly messy breakup that I made my album about, I thought that I'd, you know, be able to have her to lean on. And then she just disappeared. And I was so confused. And I was like, maybe she's busy. I don't know. And then I started to, like, put it together. And he had, um, they had, like, started working together separately, too. And I started to just get a weird vibe and I was like, no way would she ever do that. I'm being crazy I started the song idea and I was like don't write that song. That's not true. Whatever and then um, About like last year during quarantine She put out an album and I listened to it and one of the songs had his name in it and Then I knew everything I thought was right and then I found out like what happened and whatnot, and um So I finished the song because I finally had the full story.
0: So Okay, you finished the song. It's got. I looked at it. Yeah, it has over two million views. So congratulations, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> have have you have you heard from her since the song started to blow up virally?
4: I have not. No. Ha-
0: and you haven't.
4: It's complicated. Out. It's complicated. Well, okay. And I. Go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm no, listening. I haven't reached out. I just, you know, I mean, it's definitely. I never expected it to blow up, and <laughs> I've been putting people's names in songs on every project I've ever released. And this is the first time anybody's ever tried to figure anything out. So I did Do not you... see this coming. with. I knew what I was putting out there. I just did not think that people would take such a big interest in that. I started
0: you know, going down the rabbit hole, I, and I figured it out and we talked about it, or I think I figured it out, whatever. But then I started to listen to her music and then I'm listening to your music and I'm like, hey, if Kaylee and this Amy girl have planned this, this is great. This is like puffy. This is like East Coast <laughs> versus West Coast hip-hop back in the 90s when they were faking some of that stuff to, to create press. Are you telling me that's not what this is?
4: Um, I'm absolutely telling you it's not what it is. And Dang. the reason why I think that this is different than just, you know, because there are were, there were a lot of comments, and people were commenting on my video, and there were crazy stories from This one girl, her mom's name was Amy, and her mom was the person who stole her boyfriend. (laughs) And that was crazy. And then there were people making the argument that, like, I'm married to my best friend's ex, and we've been happy and whatever. And it's totally different. And I think that, like, you know, I have plenty of people I've dated that if my friends came to me and were like, hey, I think I like this person. What do you think? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're a good guy. It didn't work out. However, in this situation, it ended... In a really bad way um, that I've documented many ways over Open Book, and it's been pretty clear what happened in my song "Happy Forever." Um, and um, I think that any time, in a, especially in a time of need, that a friend picks a toxic guy over their one of their best girlfriends, that's more anti-feminist than calling it out.
0: What about him? Have you heard from him since this has happened?
4: He's probably so used to this at this point. I mean, he had to live their <laughs> open book and um, he's also got way too much pride to ever talk to me about
0: it. <laughs> How many followers do you get whenever like Insta single on Instagram who I post cuz they're funny? Post a screenshot of of like you as a tweet or when these people start posting the, the TikTok videos that you know they're taking your stuff. Do you see a big influx in followers when that happens?
4: I do. Yeah, and it's always really funny cuz like I'll get comments that'll be like Wow, well, I just thought you were like kind of hot and funny, but like, I guess your music's pretty good too. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, right? Like, what, whatever like, it takes whatever. to get them to your music, right?
4: Well, yeah. I mean, it's not, this is just who I am. That's the thing too. And I think that this song comes off a little bit weird at points because I'm choosing humor as a way to cope with it. But I, I mean, I've been really upfront about all of the bad things that have happened to me in my life. And this is, very small compared to some of them. But I choose to just be like really straightforward about it and be able to laugh at it. But I think if this song was like a slow ballad, it wouldn't be hitting people um, as like uncomfortable at points. But this is just how I cope with it. This is me being sad. Me being sad is me sitting down and writing a song and just getting my point across and saying exactly what happened, and then I can move past it. My and same quest- on Twitter.
0: My last question about this specifically, you're, you are still have the same boyfriend, right? That's see smooching on Instagram with? Same guy?
4: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So what does he think about you writing a song about a past relationship-ish thing?
4: Well, he's a songwriter too. Uh. So when I, um, I actually asked his opinion, I was like, hey, what songs do you think I should post on TikTok? And he was like, you should post Argentina, you should post Amy. And I was like, okay. And then I did it and they blew up. So thankfully he gives me good advice. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's written songs about people he's been with. And we also wrote that song 18 on my album together, which is actually about the same people. So this is not foreign to us. And I think that if we can, you know, I think if we can write about these things together and separately and not take it as anything other than just processing your emotions, I think that, that means that we're pretty built to last.
0: What about this Framing Britney documentary? Give me your thoughts on it.
4: Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I did the whole podcast episode on it last week. But it just shocked me because I think so many of us were, you know, casually complicit in her treatment because, I mean, I was too young to really know what was going on, but it was just this joke. You'd make a joke about, oh, I'm going to go crazy and shave my head like Britney Spears. Meanwhile, this girl who's done nothing but be kind and entertain us has... Fallen apart and nobody's coming to save her and i'm just so glad that this is something we're talking about i think there's still a lot of issues that are unresolved but on the podcast episode i really dove into how we can all be britney spears you can be britney spears in middle school on a facebook site or you can be like you can go through that in a small town like it's just one it's a feeling where you know somebody's going through a hard time and instead you chose to make fun of them and pile it on as opposed to help them so I love Britney.
0: I plan to watch it this weekend. I haven't seen it yet. But if you were to say that you liked someone more after watching that documentary, who would you say that would be?
4: Oh, Britney Spears. And I mean, her um, assistant, who's I think like she's like her child, her mom's childhood friend or something. But she is the one person there where, you know, without a doubt that she loves Britney Spears. And it really shows.
0: OK. And who did you come away going, "Ooh, I feel worse about them than I did going into it?
4: Oh, her dad, for sure. I'm not a Jamie Spears fan. I'm a Jamie Lynn Spears fan, but I'm not a Jamie Spears
0: fan. <laughs> you guys check out Kaylee's podcast called uh, Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. She goes into it in depth. She got a new song out today called Amy that I hope you check out. Are you on Cameo yet, Kaylee?
4: I am on Cameo yet.
0: Well, how much are, How much are yours?
4: Um, They're $20, but I donate a portion to the Trevor Project.
0: Well, there you go. Go And maybe she'll write a mean song about you. That's what everybody should do. They should come to you and go, hey. I
4: will do, I will write a chorus. <laughs> I will rewrite the chorus of Amy with any name you want in it. And That's it's for
0: charity. Follow Kaylee at, at Kaylee Shore on TikTok and Instagram. K-A-L-I-E-S-H-O-R-R. Check out Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. Check out Amy. She's got a lot going on. You're going to be hearing from her forever and ever and ever. Kaylee Shore. Hey, Kaylee, thank you for talking with me. And hopefully I'll talk to you soon.
4: Thanks,
0: Bobby. Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Hey, John, how's it going? Hey, Eddie, what
2: town are you in? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. What do you know about Nashville?
1: What do I know about Nashville? Let's see, I was in a bar one time there upstairs, and I don't remember leaving, but anyway. <laughs> where, where are you, John? Are you in L.A.? I'm, I'm in L.A. where I was born. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I came out of the, uh, the womb of the L.A. woman.
2: You know, that's funny. I, I saw that you were born and raised in LA and I, I thought automatically, I'm like, I, I wonder if when you're born and raised in LA, are you always wanting to be famous? Like, is it just a goal from the very beginning? Like, I'm going to do something in Hollywood. I'm going to be in a band. I'm going to be famous. Like what, what was that road for you? Like,
1: yeah, good question. I, I grew up in the suburbs and it could have been, uh, you know, Kansas or somewhere. It, it, it only when I, in my, Late teens ventured into Hollywood and realized, oh, this is the entertainment mecca of the world. So as a kid, I I was just out there in the suburbs.
2: So let's talk about your book a little bit, John. It's called The Seekers. The book, um, it's, uh, let me see, the title is The Seekers Meetings with Remarkable Musicians and Other Artists. I'm curious about the other artists and why they're just not remarkable musicians.
1: Well, uh, I threw in a couple poets and acting teacher and the Dalai Lama, mystic yeah. guy. So I, you know, they aren't quote musicians. So I had to kind of paraphrase the subtitles so th- they were included.
2: So, so tell tell me a little bit about this book. Uh, what what was the whole point of writing this, and um, what's what's it about in a nutshell?
1: Um, I wanted to give a tip of the hat to. Um, Artists who fed me, and um, I—it's uh, a very eclectic group. It, 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 you know, Willie Nelson and Lou Reed and Patti Smith and jazz musicians. But maybe that's uh, well—that is what the Doors are about. We were a melting pot, and that's what America is about too. So we got to figure out how to become the United States.
2: Yeah. I agree with that. I saw Bob Marley on the list too. And I'm a big Bob Marley fan. I'm curious to know that story a little bit about like how you met him and what you got from him.
1: Well, I only met him for a few minutes backstage, but um, Robbie Krieger, the Doors guitarist and I were in Jamaica before reggae came to the States. And uh, we knew there was some magic coming and we went back to LA and and I saw uh, Linda Ronstadt's bass player Kenny Edwards, and I said, Listen to this stuff. And he said, What is it, Reggie? I said, No, 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 reggae, reggae. Well, a year later, Linda covered many rivers to cross and was number one by uh, Jimmy Cliff. So they're welcome. Uh, you know, Marley was uh, such a visionary. He wrote about no woman, no cry, women and and issues and and racism and and everything. You just really creative, great artist.
2: Well, let me ask you this. I mean, out of especially of the realm of your book, who is one of the coolest artists, musician you've ever met? And who were you, who'd you really geek over?
1: Oh, well, everybody in the book, pretty much. I mean, I geeked over Elvin Jones, John Coltrane's drummer and, uh, by the end of his life, I'd help him bring his drums to the car. You know, so he was a mentor for me.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I see that too. I mean, and so I see drums in your back, in the background of your picture there. Do you still play a lot?
1: Yeah, a little bit here and there. Not as much, but I'm, I'm kind of looking for music in between sentences, which is yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask you that too. What does John Densmore listen to these days? Are you an Ariana Grande fan? You like Bieber? Like, what are you listening to?
1: I like it all, classical, world music. I, I, I find it interesting that if I'm listening to some music that is in another language, Brazilian or Spanish, whatever, and I can't literally get the, the linear dialogue, I still feel the culture. I get a feeling of that culture. And that's healing. That's what yeah. music does. goes right to the heart, not to the brain.
2: Yeah. I read you were a dancer too. Is that right? You danced, you danced some a little bit after the uh, after,
1: I was, I, mean... I was drumming for a dance company, you know, primarily. I mean, they got me up there running around a little bit, but that was not really my thing.
2: I mean, <laughs> you think it goes hand in hand. You're, you're keeping the rhythm of the band. You might as well move with your feet, right?
1: Hey, I always wanted to jam with a tap dancer. Maybe yeah. I'll do that in the future.
2: So I want to talk a little bit about the doors, John. Uh, you know, I, I I was raised on the Doors. You know, uh, listen, my older brother listened to you guys nonstop and listened to all the records, and and we would always talk about you guys. And just thinking about what life was like in the late '60s for you guys, when you watch the movie and you you listen to the music, in my mind, the what I created in my dumb mind was like, God, these guys must live in a haze, twenty four seven. You know, like, and not really know what was happening. Is that factual? or was it controlled? Were you able to just live your life normally or were you just completely high all the time?
1: No, no, like Oliver Stone's movie was great. Val Kilmer was incredible, but it's cramming six years into two hours. You know, there was downtime when Jim was quiet writing poetry. Oliver said, well, that's not filmic and he's right. But you know, it wasn't all crazy all the time. And when it was too crazy, we'd send Jim home and the next morning we'd get the vocal take we wanted when he was straight. So there you go.
2: When, when you worked on, when they worked on the movie, how much of a hand did you, did you guys add to that storyline wise? And, and were you happy with the way it came out?
1: Yeah. I, I thought Val Kilmer should have been nominated for an Oscar. Robbie and I uh, were helping out. Uh, Ray had a conflict with, Oliver Ray wanted to direct the movie, (laughs) because he went to film school. But, um, you know, it was a great kind of impressionistic painting of our career. And there's also a a documentary called uh, When You're Strange, that Johnny Depp narrated, that has a little more of the 60s period in there. And the two films kind of, I think, represent our whole career.
2: When, uh, when Jim passed, did you, what was going through your mind? Did you think your musical career was over? Or did you know you were going to keep going on and doing something else?
1: Well, it was hard to believe. Uh, I thought it was going to be an Irish drunk who lived to 80. And, uh, you know, we didn't know he had a disease and we didn't have substance abuse clinics. So we didn't know what was going on. But we were playing. So the three of us kept playing right in our rehearsal room. And then we made a couple albums after he died without him. And we went, well, what what are we doing here? Our focal point is gone. So.
2: Let me ask you this. One of my coolest videos that I I watched back, I guess, in the early 90s was uh, when you guys got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Eddie Vedder came out and sang with you guys. Uh, To me, that was cool because I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. I love Eddie Vedder. And and at that point in my life, I'm thinking... (laughs) Eddie makes a a really good gym, you know, (laughs) and I'm sure you guys had a lot of people step into that spot. Who was your favorite to step into that spot and, and fill in for Jim when you guys play.
1: Eddie Vedder. I mean, I love the guy, you know, Scott Weiland was great, but Eddie is, I don't know his pipes. He's got a baritone like Jim and, and I just love the guy. And I I've sat in with him on his solo shows uh, a little, little here and there, playing hand drums, and uh, he's just one of the most soulful guys walking the planet. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I agree. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I love that video. I still own it. I have it on a VHS tape somewhere, maybe in my attic. But very cool to watch. Um, also, too, John, uh, you, you, you have a, you have a kid. Do you have a, a child?
1: I have grandkids.
2: Okay, so what was that like for, for? For your child like does he know how cool you are or does she i don't know if it's a a boy or girl you have a son or a daughter i have both yeah okay so so do they know how cool you are do they care how cool you are do they even know how cool it was to be in the doors
1: (laughs) well they know that their dad has to go to the bathroom and get divorced uh, like everyone else so you know (laughs) but they know that i'm admired by uh other musicians that they respect so then they think well he's all right i guess
2: yeah was
1: was that a thing did any of
2: them want to become i'll
1: let Uh, you get that wait a minute my phone's ringing can we cut this
2: sure of course
1: okay sorry one more ring (laughs) i got the sound off all right All right.
2: (laughs) No, lastly, you know, so 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 Bobby likes to ask this question, to people he he um, interviews. And I think it's a great question. But if you could pick one door song to never, ever play again. What would it be
1: (laughs) to never, ever play again? Ever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love uh, Texas radio and the big beat. I played the melody instead of just the backbeat, and uh, that's one song we never played live. And I would die to play it. So there's the reverse answer.
2: <laughs> there's the opposite of what I asked. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was cool. You know, listening to the Doors, you definitely had. I, I don't. I feel like drummers, sometimes they just have the easiest gig because they can sit back, keep the rhythm. But you didn't. You were your drumming was a big part of the music. Uh, and and that's big jazz influence. Right. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely correct. Yeah. You, you, the first job is to keep the beat. But if you can have a conversation with the singer or the guitar player and spur them on, then all the better.
2: So one last question. I'm sorry. I said the last one was, was the last one. one more, John, uh, we're in country music. Our radio show is a country music show, a morning show. And, and what I hear a lot from, from fans and oh, the older fans of country music is listening to new country music and saying that ain't country. Yeah. It, it's yeah. a very, it's a very common thing. And, and I remember to listen to the doors and, and my parents or my parents, friends saying that ain't music. Did was yeah. that a, was that a thing? You know, when, when the doors were trying to make it, was that part of the struggle of just like, no, 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 this is music. It's just not what you're used to hearing.
1: Yeah, there's always a resistance to something new. But, you know, I mean, I, I have Willie's uh, Roadhouse Blues channel on my radio, and I'll hear old Merle and Patsy Cline, and it's not my genre, but I get it. And, you know, you'll hear, hear Willie now, playing a guitar solo. And there's space in that solo. And that's what's so melodic and beautiful and catchy. I write about this. Technique is not everything. Breathing and silence in between the notes. So there's two cents. Yeah,
2: I like that. I like that. Well, John, thank you so much for your time. I Good luck with the book. Thank you, man. You also have another book as well. And that's kind of more of a biographical Doors
1: book. Is that right? Oh, I have three self-centered memoirs. <laughs> Riders on the Storm, first one, The Doors Unhinged, and now The Seekers.
2: Cool, man. Well, good
1: luck. I look forward to reading all those, and thank
2: you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll see you, John.
1: Catch ya.
0: In every pair of Takova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, First, wear comfort and timeless Western style. Tecova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all.